Nice, we're rolling. <laughs> <laughs> I just saw the control R and I was like, ooh, <laughs> let's get fancy. Um, <clears throat> <laughs> I always get so embarrassed. Um, <laughs> uh, <clears throat> welcome back to Odd Talks after nearly a year. Oh, we started. Yes, we yeah. started. Um, <laughs> So, <clears throat> welcome back to Odd Talks, after nearly a year. Um, I'm here with three of my friends, Gustavo. Hello. Alex. Whoa. And Nolan. Hi. Oh, I thought you were going <laughs> to not say anything. <laughs> it was like, cool. Um, and so, we're going to be doing something a little different today than normal. Hmm. We are going to be talking about a uh, true crime case. I was going to call it a cold case, but they figured it out, so it's not a cold case. <laughs> Dude, every day. Oh. Warning. The following contains laughter and giggling that may be harmful to speakers and eardrums everywhere. Please be cautious of your volume before continuing into the following parts. Thank you. <laughs> I didn't mean to snort. <laughs> We've been in not even two minutes. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, <laughs> Go ahead. Start us off, Jacob. <laughs> uh, are you waiting on Alex? Huh? Alex! Oh, yeah. Alex! What? Yeah. Alex! Oh. <laughs> Wait, are you also recording? Yes! Oh, okay, nothing ever stopped? No! Oh, great, nice. Okay. I just bookmarked it. <laughs> um, <clears throat> for context, Alex went to his room for some reason, and he stubbed his toe. That's why we all started laughing. <laughs> I thought his knee didn't work. That too. Probably all of it. It really hurt when I stubbed my toe. Your knee hurt? Yeah. Cause it, no, I got it. He's got a jacked up knee. His knee looks like a jigsaw puzzle. Yes, look at the scars. He's <laughs> not laughing. Okay. So, back on topic. We are going to talk about the odd case of Michael Malloy. Which was the story about an Irish man who ended up in New York um, and some people in a speakeasy tried to murder him for money. <laughs> but we'll see how that goes. Easier said than done. So. <clears throat> <clears throat> now that our throats are all pro properly cleared. <laughs> okay, so Michael Malloy. He was... He was an Irishman. He was born in 1873 in County. I'm gonna butcher this. County Don Dongle. Dongle. <laughs> yeah, Dungle. Ireland. Okay. Uh, I don't know when he came to America, but this takes place in the Bronx, New York. Okay. Uh, later on, he was known by the nicknames as Mike the Durable, Iron Mike, Iron Gut Mike, Irish Rasputin. 
and the Juggernaut, which imagine being called the Juggernaut. <laughs> uh, the Juggernaut just for being able to handle his alcohol, but we'll get into that later. So, so the players, uh, the people involved, although there was like a couple other people, the main people were Francis Pasqua, which was a undertaker by trade, and he was 24 years old. There was Daniel Kreisberg, uh, who was 29 years old. He was a gross, grocer and father. <laughs> he was gross. He was a grocer. <laughs> he was a grocer and uh, father of three, later claiming uh, that he participated only for the sake of his family. And Tony Marino, 27, who was the owner of the speakeasy because it was during the, what is that called? The Great Dry Year. Great uh, no, with no more alcohol. What? <laughs> no more alcohol? Yeah, when they made alcohol illegal. Um, oh, that. Uh, 1872? No, I know. No, what was it called? Was it the Stamp Act? No. The Stamp Act? <laughs> the Stamp Act of like. 1819? I'm an animation major, man. Don't make fun of me. I'm not supposed to know that stuff. <laughs> oh my gosh. I haven't took history since high school. Mm-hmm. It was called... I know what you're talking about. It's like a document. It wasn't a document. It was what the entire year was called. Oh, the year? It was the entire time <clears throat> that alcohol was illegal. Give me one second. I swear, because I remember learning about it. I swear it was a document, though. The only thing I remember is, like, the Tortilla Act. <laughs> tortilla? Yeah. I feel like it had something to do with oil, too, but no. Prohibition? Prohibition! That's Yay! what I was looking for. Okay, so it was during Prohibition, so speakeasies were very common. Excuse me. And then we have good old Michael Malloy, who they have no clue how old he was. So he was born in... They know he was born in 1873, but... Uh, the people didn't know, so they guessed he was 60, and he was pretty much a homeless alcoholic that frequented the bar. So, so in the beginning, so in July 1932, uh, the three men, Francis Pasqua, Daniel Kreisberg, and Tony Marino, uh, sat in Marino's speakeasy and created the plan to kill Michael Malloy and collect insurance money. So, they pretty much just wanted to... The whole plan was that they would pretend somebody was his brother, put him under a different name, um, so they would identify Michael Malloy as Nicholas Mallory and collect insurance money because they bought an insurance policy on Nicholas Mallory. Mm. So that was the whole that was the whole plan. So they, uh, they thought it would be really easy to push the old man, uh, what? <laughs> I, I don't know. I would have to stop it. <laughs> okay, I think it would pick up that. Yeah. He's testing out a fan. It's just hot in here. Do you want me to leave? No. <laughs> um, I think it's okay. Okay, I don't want to pick it up. I'm sure it does, but uh, okay, we'll work sorry, we'll work around it. Um, 
So they thought it would be easy to push an old man to uh, to drink himself to death, especially when every day he came in and said, another morning's morning, if you don't mind. And then every day he would just drink so much he'd pass out on the floor. And then he'd wake up, leave, and come back the next day. <laughs> and so, uh, as I said, Michael Malloy was an alcoholic and homeless and... Uh, he was only buying drinks on credit that he could no longer pay. So they would, he would be like, put it on my tab. And then the tab would be like a hundred bucks. And he'd be like, oh, I can't pay. And then he would leave. <laughs> so, so that's how it worked. So um, no one knew anything about him besides the fact that he was somewhere around 60 and he had no trade or vocation. And he, besides occasionally doing odd jobs here and there, but he much rather preferred to get paid in alcohol than he ever did money. So this was a true Irishman. Honestly. <laughs> uh, he, I mean, it doesn't surprise me that he was an Irishman. <laughs> he came into the bar every day, and he'd rather get paid in beer and booze than money. Uh-huh. Um, so, an uh, article written by the Daily Mirror said that, uh, he, that Michael Malloy was just part of the flotsam and jetsam in the swift current of the underworld speakeasy life. Those no longer responsible derelicts who stumble through the last days of their life in a continual haze of Bowery smoke, which is, I thought it was just quite a quote to leave out. Uh... <laughs> Uh, but it was pretty much a fancy way of saying he was a nobody and he drifted from bar to bar because he was on his deathbed and he wanted to drink, which I mean, who doesn't? So, <laughs> okay. So the plan, any questions so far? No. No. <laughs> just a dude that likes his booze. Uh, just a dude who likes his booze, man. Uh, and eventually he likes more than booze, but he doesn't know. <laughs> Anyways, uh, so the plan was, like I was saying before, was that, uh, Marino had pulled off a life insurance scam before. Mm -hmm. So he pretty much, he became friends with a homeless woman named Maybelle Carson and convinced her to take out a 2000 life insurance policy, $2,000, not 2000 life insurance policies, jeez. Um, $2,000 life insurance policy naming uh, Tony Marino as the beneficiary which is the guy who gets the money if you die uh, and then he forced her, he eventually forced her to drink alcohol, stripped her naked, poured ice water on her sheets and mattress and pushed her beneath an open window which she eventually died of I'm guessing bronchitis but it's called bronchitis pneumonia and Marino collected the money and nobody bothered to investigate any further. Cool. So, uh, so Pasqua was like, yo, Marino, man, uh, I know you've done this before, so let's do it on this guy over here because nobody cares about it. So, um, it's illegal to do that in today's day and age. Okay. Um, I mean that. Just kidding. Huh? 
<laughs> but slowly puts on the mask. <laughs> um, so the pretty much the plan with Malloy was to do the same. Uh, Marino was quoted saying, uh, Marino, Marino, Malloy looks uh, all in. He ain't got much longer to go anyhow. The stuff is getting him. So pretty much saying that he was going to die of alcoholism. Yay. Um, so an article from the Smithsonian said Cry that Kreisberg nodded and the gang set into motion a macabre chain of events that would earn Michael Malloy cult immortality by proving him nearly immortal, which I also thought was a quote I could not leave out. Because <laughs> how often do you hear somebody earning cult immortality by proving himself nearly immortal? Not often. <laughs> I mean, I've heard it a couple times, but that's fine. <laughs> Just every now and then. Just every now and then, one of my friends walks up and is like, Hey, I somebody proved me nearly immortal. <laughs> um, so, Pasqua uh, paid an acquaintance to accompany him to the meetings, which the acquaintance is never named and never caught. Um, and the acquaintance called himself Nicholas Mallory. Or Mallory. I was full on expecting you to say Nicholas Cage. <laughs> <laughs> the acquaintance called himself Nicholas Cage um, and went on to star in many, many movies. <laughs> and just be a weird guy all around. Um, no, so he called himself Nicholas Mallory uh, and took out a life, or Nicholas Mallory and claimed that he was a florist. So he then uh, went with Pasqua, and they took, it took five months to secure three insurance policies offering double indemnity, which <laughs> you don't know what that means, which I didn't. Uh, it means that they double the money paid on the policy if an accident occurs. So if you're paying, if you're paying $100 a month for three months and an accident happens, then you get $600 back. Nice. Wait, what? What? Because if you pay $100 a month for three months on an insurance policy, oh, okay. then All you right. pay $300, and then double that, you get $600 back if, or the beneficiary gets $600. So, pretty much they were doubling their money. Uh, but, uh, this was on Nicholas Mallory. So if Nicholas Mallory died, who really didn't exist and was just a character they made up, um, then they would collect that money. And so they recruited the bartender that worked in Marino's speakeasy uh, to identify Mallory as, uh, or Malloy, as Nicholas Mallory uh, and claimed to be the beneficiary. So Joseph Murphy was just going to be like, I'm Nicholas, Nicholas Mallory's brother. John Mallory, and then uh, he would collect the money because he would be the beneficiary. Fun? Fun? Yeah. Um, so, uh, if they were, if it worked, they would end up splitting $3,576, which ends up coming up to $67,631 today. So that's how much it took to kill a guy. <laughs> but as I was telling Alex earlier, I've heard people kill people for less. 
there was that dude that uh, it, I think it was a Florida man one where he almost always Florida man always Florida man uh, he almost kills his family for touching for eating one of his chicken wings. <laughs> Did you kill anybody? Do you almost kill somebody? He almost did, but then the family ran and then called the cops, and he went to jail. <laughs> <laughs> We're all chicken Where did I hear? I heard something like this man traded his baby for chicken nuggets from McDonald's. <laughs> oh yeah, he was trying to chain, uh, trade his child for it. Yeah, I was like, bro, okay. There is also, shoot, where is it? There's also one where I heard about this couple trying to sell golden tickets to heaven. And the, the farther you read into this article, the worse it gets. Let me just, let me just find it really fast. Aw, oh, man. There it is. Ah, uh, it's also Florida Man. <laughs> so, the title of the article is Florida Couple Arrested for Selling Tickets to Heaven. And so you're like, hmm, interesting. And then somebody commented and said, if you think the headline is funny, read the article. So, you're ready for the acid trip that is this article? Go for it. Um, a couple in Florida, Tito and Amanda Watts, were arrested a few days ago for selling, quote, golden tickets to heaven, end quote, the, to hundreds of people. They sold the tickets on the street for $99.99 uh, per ticket, told buyers the tickets were made from solid gold and that each ticket reserved the buyer a spot in heaven. Simply present the ticket at the pearly gates and you're in. Tito Watts said in a police statement, I do not care what the police say. The tickets are solid gold, and it was Jesus who gave them to me behind the KFC and told me to sell them so I could get me some money to go to outer space. I met an <laughs> alien named Stevie who said if I got the cash together, he would take me and my wife on a flying saucer to his planet that is made entirely of drugs. <laughs> You should arrest Jesus because he is the one that gave me the golden tickets. <laughs> I am willing to wear a wire and set Jesus up. <laughs> In a police statement. People are so weird nowadays. <laughs> I just want to bet he was on drugs while selling that. Oh, 100%. Honestly, yeah. 100%. You have to be on drugs to read this. <laughs> Um, I mean, no. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Mom, I'm not on drugs. Um, <laughs> in a police statement, Amanda Watts said, We just wanted to leave Earth and go to space and do drugs. I did not do anything. Tito sold the golden tickets to heaven. I just watched. <laughs> wow. I just watched. Police take me. Police said they confiscated over $10,000 in cash, drug paraphernalia, and a baby gator. A baby gator? <laughs> yeah, it's Florida. Florida, yeah, man. They just sold enough. Oh, my God. They scammed so many people. Yeah, that's a lot. Like $10,000? They scammed a hundred people. Exactly. Still, Even more lot. than a hundred because somebody had to pay them in a baby gator. 
Exactly! <laughs> I, I don't have any cash on me. Wanna take this baby gator? You wanna take okay. this baby gator? And they're like, deal. We'll take the baby gator to the planet that's made completely out of drugs with our alien friend named Stevie. They said it was nine. Did they just say over a thousand or ten thousand? They said ten thousand dollars in a cash drug paraphernalia and a baby gator. How much was? How much was each ticket? Ninety nine, ninety nine. Ninety nine, ninety nine. I told you a hundred people. A hundred and one people. A hundred point zero one person. Ah, okay. Ah, zero one of a person. That always gets you. But knowing them, it would give them a hundred dollar bill. That's it. True. Be like, here you go. Or give me one cent back. I figured a lot of people just whipped out a hundred dollars for their golden ticket into heaven that was sold by. Two drugged out people in a KFC. Parking lot. Like a golden ticket. A golden ticket. Probably Willy Wonka. Honestly. That's what I'm thinking in my head. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. <laughs> okay. So. Uh. So later on. Back on. <laughs> back on topic. Um. So later on. Uh. Marino. Pasqua and Kreisberg were called the Murder Trust. So they they were the original players in this, but then eventually uh, the bartender came in, uh, Joseph Murphy was in, and they eventually recruited so many people, I kid you not. Um, so now we're on to the attempts on, and I say attempts, because there were many made on his life. Uh, so the first one they tried was just drinking him to death. Uh, so <laughs> they, they drank him to death? Yeah, they wanted to give him enough alcohol that he would just drink himself to death. Because he was already an alcoholic, so he was not going to say no to a beer. And he was also Irish, so he really wasn't going to say no to a beer. Yeah. <laughs> Which... If he was Irish, I don't know why they thought they could drink him to death. True. Have we ever heard of an Irish person dying from drinking? Well, no, because I don't live in Ireland. True. <laughs> 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 um, so, Marino, Marino, the owner of the bar, gave Malloy an open tab to drink as much as he likes. Mistake number one. Uh, <laughs> hoping he would just drink himself to death. Uh, so he, so literally every time Malloy finished a drink, Marino would be there to fill it back up. Mm. So he, Malloy literally drank so much, Marino's arm was tired of pouring from the bottle. Like he literally could not hold the bottle anymore and he was just like, here's the bottle and gave him it. Um, so, uh... The entire time he was drinking, he remained completely fine. He was breathing steady, his skin was normal, he wasn't sweating. Like, the only sign that he was even drunk was that he was, like, stumbling and slurring his words. But physically, he looked completely fine. Um, so, he left, and he, or he said he was gonna come be back soon, and he left. And within 24 hours, he was back in the bar. 
and he did this same thing for three days. <laughs> and so then, so he did the same thing for three days, and the only time he stopped drinking was to eat a complimentary sardine sandwich the bar gave him. <laughs> Gross, indeed. Uh, but he was like, he was. They would just give him a sandwich. Which, I mean, why would you give him a sandwich? You're trying to kill him. <laughs> so just let him booze himself to death. Because then he's just going to be hungry. Um, so he came, So every he finally came in the fourth day and he said, Boy, he just came in and announced and he said, Boy, I got a thirst. Which, you've been literally drunk off your rocker for four days. <laughs> How thirsty are you? Honestly. <laughs> oh my god. Jeez. Sounds Just imagine that hangover, how that hangover must feel. Dude, oh. it sounds like those people who think the best hangover cure is another beer. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> I didn't mention anything about that a couple days ago. What? So I didn't mention anything about that a couple days ago. What? That, didn't I not tell you the best way to, to cure a hangover? Is to have another beer? No. Oh, well, I just snitched myself out there. <laughs> <laughs> Alex has a story for us. Not from personal experience, not from personal experience, but like, that's what I've been told. And so, so, um, he was a Thurston man. Um, so, they decided that whiskey wasn't working. So they were like, why don't we just change it out? For wood alcohol, which wood alcohol is one, just really bad alcohol, and two, it was the modern day paint thinner. So imagine drinking paint thinner, and just uh, for some comparison, just four percent of wood alcohol in a drink could cause blindness. So if you had a drink and only four percent of it was wood alcohol, you could go blind. Oh, well. Dang. So that's how strong this was. So slowly they started serving him cocktails of like just whiskey and wood alcohol because they were scared he was going to know. But he was kind of drunk already, so he really didn't care. Mm -hmm. um, and he was totally fine. So then they slowly kept adding more and more and more, and he was totally fine. And eventually they were serving him straight shots of wood alcohol just in a shot glass and he was down and I'm like nothing and uh, he displayed no symptoms of poisoning and continued to come back for days and continue to drink it so for days at a time they would give him cheap alcohol uh, to butter him up and then they would give him straight wood alcohol for days and he was totally fine. Oh my god. So this guy, now you see why he's called Iron Gut Malloy. Shit. <laughs> yeah, he's juggernaut. Juggernaut. <laughs> the juggernaut. Uh, so one night, eventually, he just randomly crumpled to the floor. He just passed out, fell to the floor. Uh, they checked his breathing and his heart rate, and his breathing was very labored and slow. Uh, so they decided to wait. They were like, this is the moment. So they decided to wake. Wake? Yeah. <laughs> that was the words. Um, they decided to wait, and so they watched him 
uh, for a while, and about an hour later, he took a long, jagged breath, which they thought was, like, the death rattle, which is the last breath you take before you die. Because you go, and then you're dead. Um, so they were like, yes, this is it. And then he just breathed out and started snoring. (laughs) So he's just asleep on the floor. And so they sat there and they were like, bro, he's gotta die. (laughs) Like, no human being can survive this. And so he, uh, he slept for about an hour. He woke up, he stretched, rubbed his eyes and said, give me some, give me some of the old regular Milad. And he was fine. So they started giving him more wood alcohol. Um, so that was attempt number one. So, um, by now with, um, with buying wood alcohol constantly, um, giving Malloy all the alcohol he wanted for free and paying the insurance premiums every month, it started to add up, and so it started to become really costly. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so Marino was like, was scared he was going to break and bankrupt his speakeasy. So he was like, ah, shoot, like we really got to up this, uh, up the ante. So Marino wanted to just shoot him. Um, but everybody else was like, no, 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 like we can't do that because it'll be fishy. So they decided that uh, they would drop oysters in denatured alcohol and then let them soak for a few days, which, uh, so when he ate these, it would cause an acute indigestion, which I don't know why that would kill somebody, but I'm guessing they were hoping he would, like, poop himself to death or something. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, so instead, Malloy ate them all, downed them with shots of wood alcohol, licked his fingers and belched and was completely fine. (laughs) And they fed him this constantly. So this became a regular thing for these oysters. Okay, so now, so now they decided to up the ante even more because now it wasn't just killing him for money. Now it was for pride, you know? (laughs) Pride. It's like carrying in all the groceries in one go. Uh, it might be easier to do it one way, but pride makes you carry them all. <laughs> um, so they decided, uh, because of the costliness of the plan, they started recruiting people that just came into the bar. So people would just come into the bar, they would start giving them drinks, and then uh, Marino would walk up and be like, hey, you see that drunkard over there? Yeah, we're trying to kill him for money. If you give us some money to, like, kill him, then we'll give you more money back because of the insurance policy. <laughs> so they just, a casual Joe walks in, hey man, what kill this dude? Yeah, right, just literally just sit down to the bar, like, give me the scotch on the rocks. Um, and then they were like, they were like, hey, you want to help us kill this dude over here for money? And apparently everyone was like, heck yeah, we do. <laughs> So, apparently everyone was a murderer in the 1900s. <laughs> or, no, the ni- 1932 would be in, in the... 1900s, yeah. Yeah. I was thinking, the, I was thinking 20th century, because right. it would be the 1900s, but it would be the 20th century. Are you raising your hand? You got a question, Alex? 
That's the second. You did that this morning, right? I did that yesterday. Oh my gosh, time flies. <laughs> yeah, the fact that it's already 2.30. 2.38? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so, <clears throat> uh, so they recruited more people, but now it means the payoff was split between too many people. So now people were putting in like $10 and only getting like 10 cents back if they eventually kill them. Um, so they were like, man, we really got to kill this dude as soon as possible. So, you know, as creative as they were, they were like, let's rot sardines for a few days, mix them with shrapnel and put it between bread and feed it to him. Right? Which, you know, would think would tear him up on the inside, cause some internal bleeding, and he would die, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's what they thought, too. <laughs> and then he finished it, licked his fingers, and asked for another one, which they gave him. <laughs> and he still didn't die. So now, so now they're desperate. Uh, so they were like, they were like, let's ice this Rasputin of the Bronx which was another name he was called, was the Rasputin of the Bronx. Because, oh, did I forget to mention that this takes place in the Bronx, New York? No, you mentioned Yeah, okay. okay. Um, so he was known as Rasputin of the Bronx, uh, so they decided to put him on ice. You know, sounds like a gangster movie. Put that man on ice. Um, so they decided to do the same thing that... Uh, Marino did with Maybelle Carson which was douse her in water, strip her naked uh, put her in the cold so uh, they got Maloy super drunk they stripped him naked, doused him in water, threw him in a, on a snowy bench in a park half a mile away and so they were like we're good so they went home for the night um, and so when Marino got to the bar the next morning, he found Malloy's half-frozen body, or half-frozen self in the basement. He somehow managed to wake up, trek a half-mile back in the freezing cold, and convince Murphy to let him into the bar. <laughs> Which, Murphy was in on it, so why would he let him into the bar? That's a good question. Because Joseph Murphy was the one pretending to be his brother. To collect the insurance policy, right? Yeah. So, uh, so why would you let him in? Oh. And so he literally just, uh, he literally just turned to Marino and was like, "Man, I don't know what happened last night. I woke up on a bar, so I must, or woke up on a bench, so it must have been one crazy night because I was butt naked." <laughs> and he was all, "But I woke up to just a wee chill." <laughs> it was it was literally freezing cold um so that didn't work so finally Marino tough guy Tony Marino which Tony Marino sounds like a gangster um was like was like you know what forget everything we just need to kill the guy so they decided that instead of making it look like an accident which would give them the double or 
it would still be an accident, but it would be an accident that they would investigate a little further. They decided to run him over with a car. <laughs> so, uh, by now it was February, so it had been months since this thing started. So, they needed to kill Malloy quicker than ever because now they had to pay another insurance premium for three insurance policies. Um, so the plan was suggested to run him over with a car. So they hired a cab driver named Harry Green to run him over. So at first they tried to hold him in the middle of the road and have the dude hit him with a car. So they just got him really drunk, dragged him out of the bar, held him by both arms, and then we're going to jump out of the way when the car came. Uh, so he wouldn't run. But then somebody turned on a window or turned on a light in a window and so they thought they were going to get caught so they instead just all jumped in the car so then the cab driver tried to hit him and somehow drunk off his rocker Malloy managed to jump out of the way not once but twice <laughs> and so finally Green just floored the car and headed straight for him which he managed to hit Malloy and would later claim that he heard two thuds uh, a hard thud and a soft thud which the hard thud was him hitting the car and rolling over the roof and the soft thud was him hitting the road and so then they were like you know this guy hasn't died before so let's back over him so he backed up over him and so ran him over a second time and then they were gonna get out and check and make sure he was dead or they were gonna run him over again. And then a car drove past, so they got spooked and they ran. But they were confident he was dead, right? You get ran over with a car not once, but twice. You die. Not good old Malloy. Um, so, uh, so Joseph- the juggernaut for you. The juggernaut, this is why he's the juggernaut. He survived cars. Um, Poison. Um, so Joseph Murphy, who had been cast as Nicholas Mallory's brother, called hospitals and morgues all around where uh, they ran over Michael Malloy, uh, asking for his missing sibling. Five days later, they couldn't find him, so they just planned to replace him. So they were like, let's just kill any homeless drunkard that we can find, and then we'll claim that that's Nicholas Mallory, right? And right as soon as they had decided that, they didn't care who, they weren't even going to ask their names, they were just going to kill him. Um, that's when the door swung open to the speakeasy and in lived a damaged, bandaged Michael Malloy, which the first thing he said when he walked into the bar was, I'm sure am dr dying for a drink. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh man. I bet those people were like, yeah, I sure wish you got to the dying part first. <laughs> um, so, uh, so he came in and they asked him what happened. And he said the only thing he recalls is the taste of whiskey on his breath, the cold slap of the night, and then the glare of rushing lights. Uh, then he blacked out and he woke up in a warm bed at the Fordham Hospital. And the only thing he wanted to do was go back to the bar. Because by now, Malloy was like, we're buddies, like, you keep giving me drinks. We're like the best of friends, man. Yeah. 
Uh, so they were like, they were like, heck yeah, man. Uh, we're going to, uh, you're my best friend. So finally, finally, uh, the last thing they could do was just straight up murder the guy. So, which I mean, they already had been, but now it's even more serious. So he decided, um, the final go was on February 21st, 1933, which was seven months after the murder trust first met. So the murder trust were the people. Um, so that's when they first decided to kill Michael Malloy. So seven months they had been trying to kill this man. That's seven months of drinking wood alcohol, seven months of uh, eating those bad oysters, seven months of eating the sardine sandwiches, literally everything he has survived for seven months. Which also, he went to the bar every day for seven months. Jeez. Imagine the party that man has in him. <laughs> mm-hmm. How much money were they trying to get from him? Like, out of, like, how much money were they trying to get? Uh, if everything went to plan, they were gonna get $3,756. But today, that's, like, 67 grand? Yeah, it was $67,631. I don't think it's worth it anymore. It wasn't now, because that's 600, that's $6,700 and whatever dollars divided among almost every patron that walked in the bar. The alcohol that was consumed, and then everything adding on to that, mm-hmm. bro, it's probably like, is it even worth it anymore? <laughs> is it even worth it anymore? Let him go. <laughs> yeah, now it was just it was just a matter of pride. They were just like, this dude can't die. Like, if we can't kill a simple dude, who are we? <laughs> Which I mean, don't we all? <laughs> you know how people think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, uh, and they they were also in debt because of all the wood, alcohol, the oysters, the sardines, uh, the free beer. So they also had to account for that. So not only were they splitting the money, they were also having to dig themselves out of this debt. Um, so... They finally managed to kill him by forcing a tube in his mouth uh, and attaching it to a gas light fixture and then they just ran the gas without lighting the light. Mm. And so they stuck the tube in his mouth, wrapped his face in a towel so that he would only be able to uh, breathe in the carbon monoxide. And so he eventually died, but they they couldn't say he was killed like that because then people would investigate and be like, well, obviously he didn't do this to himself. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they had a friend of Pas- uh, Pasqua, Dr. Frank Manzella. Uh, he faked, uh, he made a phony death certificate citing that uh, Michael Malloy, or now Nicholas Mallory, in air quotes, mm-hmm. um, died of low bar pneumonia. Uh, so, I'm going to read this from the article. Um, so, the gang received only $800 from one 
so they had three insurance policies, uh, and the only one they got without fail was $800 from the Metropolitan Life Insurance Company. Um, and so Murphy and Marino, who, mind you, are in debt, scared of their bar going bankrupt, spent the $800 on a new suit. And so Pasqua went to the Prudential office, which is the uh, insurance agency that they had the other two insurance policies on. Uh, he was confident that he would collect the money from the other two, but then the agent said, when can I see the body? Because they had to make sure he died the way they said he died. Mm -hmm. um, and so Pasqua was like, uh, we buried him already. And so, uh, so that caused some concerns, you know, some, hmm, interesting, you know? Mm -hmm. So, and they eventually opened up an investigation, uh, and everybody in the bar, which, mind you, they had recruited, like, 20, 40 people, so somebody was gonna talk. True. So, uh, so somebody began talking, and so Frank Pasqua, Tony Marino, Daniel Kreisberg, and Joseph Murphy were tried and convicted of first-degree murder. Uh, a reporter of the time wrote, Perhaps the grinning ghost of Michael Malloy was present in the Bronx County Courthouse. Um, the charter members of the murder trust were sent to the electric chair at Sing Sing, where, which killed them all on the very first try. Which, I think it's funny, the article says, killed them all on the very first try. So none of them were real Michael Malloy's. Um, so, that was the odd case of a Michael Malloy. So $800 they only got back, right? They only got $800, spent it on a new suit, and then like two or three days later they were uh, arrested, tried, Convicted and sent to the electric chair. So $800 back then in, oh, that's 1932, that's why there was no sense. It was 1932, right? Yeah, 1932. Well, now it was 1933. They got $15,944.68. That was split between two people, and they spent it on suit, on just one suit. How expensive is that suit? $15,944.68. Well, wouldn't that be... Half of that would be $7,500. 7, so what happened to the other side of it? Huh? They split the, the money. They got it $800 back, okay. split it between the two of them. Okay. So that would be $400 a piece. Okay, yeah. So, alright. I guess he never got to use it. <laughs> maybe so no, maybe he died. Four hundred dollars would be seven thousand nine hundred seventy-two dollars. That's how much their suit and was. Then, oh, so they didn't use all that fifteen thousand on that one suit. They, they only used half, but they got no. They <laughs> each got that amount of money, okay. and they each spent all of their money on, on a new suit for each of them. So one guy got the $7,000 in a new suit and used it to buy a new suit. The other guy got the $7,000 and used it to buy a new suit. Yeah, for a suit? <laughs> Especially when owning a speakeasy in debt? Yeah. <laughs> I will leave the suit. 
Like, I didn't take today. any chances. It took me this long, and I'm gonna fucking do it sloppy. I'm out of here. <laughs> I'm out of here, man. Good to see you, man. Um, so. Moving to Canada. <laughs> going to Canada, man. Uh, so. They ended up just going to the electric chair. So they did get to spend their money, probably wear their new suit, like, one day. <laughs> They probably wore their new suit to the courthouse, to be honest. <laughs> they probably did. <laughs> so this actually happened? Yeah, this in is real a, life. Yeah, this is a hundred percent true crime story. Jeez. All of these details, no names were changed. Why didn't we take like blood samples of juggernaut so we could clone it and then have like unstoppable beasts? True. <laughs> well, because was it nature or was it nurture? Have you ever heard that debate? Well, I mean, I guess it's more of like a therapy thing. But in this context, was it... up in Florida, so then you'll be unstoppable. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Make Michael Malloy Florida man. Then he would, like, punch a gator in the face for eating his chicken wing and not die. Which, Honestly. I mean, Florida man already is unstoppable. So this quote up here from the Michael Malloy uh, was Colt and Mortal. Where did I say that? Um, Have you tried the Florida Man thing for your birthday? What? The Florida Man thing? You'd be like Florida Man November 16th. It would be... He wouldn't be proving himself nearly immortal. He would be proving himself immortal if he grew up in Florida. True. Because each day there's a sorry, We're talking about two different conversations right now. <laughs> yes. I, was asking him, I was asking him if he's tried the Florida Man thing for his birthday. Mine, so. mine was man throws, man throws bike, then another man off bridge. <laughs> or something I, like I, that. I, no, mine? I don't know mine Yeah. I don't either. Florida Man, <laughs> Yeah, just look it up right now. Type in Florida Man and then your birthday. Oh. Yeah, I'll do it for you. I'm already right here. Okay, never mind. He'll do it. <laughs> Florida Man still a vending machine. <laughs> there you go, Nolan. <laughs> well, I guess I gotta steal a vending machine this year. What about you, Gustavo? Um. My the first one that pops up for mine is Florida Man History, September twenty fifth, naked at Chick fil A. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, if that's perfect not me. <laughs> mine is Florida Man arrested after pouncing girlfriend with McDonald's sweet and sour patties. <laughs> that one also makes sense for you. Uh, what's, what's your birthday? February seventeenth. The actual website that says Florida Man Challenge is the one about throwing another man off a bridge. <laughs> Here says Florida man causes thousands of dollars worth of property damage trying to kill demons. <laughs> Wait, what? Demons. The demons inside him. <laughs> says Florida man causes thousands of dollars worth of property damage trying to kill demons. See y'all. Extra demons, so. <laughs> yeah, y'all. <laughs> y'all connect with each other. That statement gets a whole lot darker. <laughs> 
being in a town whose mascot is demons. Very, oh, all things are kind of connected. Mine is just a vending machine. <laughs> I have no correlation. You never that. know. It could be a Sonic vending machine. Uh. It could have had your favorite snack in it. Kit Kat. Twizzlers. <laughs> oh, I love Twizzlers. That's that's honestly my favorite snack. Every you time I go to a gas station, I get that. Hmm. Rotten sardine and shrapnel sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, you can't beat that. Uh, yeah, with a big old glass of wood alcohol. Perfect. <laughs> what? What? You're laughing at. Have y'all ever like tried? You've had Powerade, obviously. Blue Powerade, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Have you tried dipping bread in it and eating the bread? <laughs> 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 what? You, wait, wait a minute. You it's good. It's a good snack. Okay, are you Florida man? <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, but no. Why? Why is that a thought? I've done it before. Why? So, let me get this straight. Get blue Powerade. Mm-hmm. A slice of bread. Dip it in. And you dip in the bread and the Powerade and you eat it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or, or have you, you've had taquitos, right? When I was younger, I used to do weird things. So taquitos and applesauce, you, you stick the taquito and applesauce and eat it. What? My gosh. What's wrong? Tell us more, please. Please. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think. I knew I just had one. This sounds like when my little brother used to eat uh, ketchup and cheese sandwiches. <laughs> it's literally just bread. <laughs> Ketchup, slice of cheese, bread. It. Oh, uh, pizza crust. You get Sprite, and you, you pour Sprite in the cup, and you put the pizza crust in the Sprite. No. And you eat it. No. Oh. So that's why you don't eat your crust. You don't He's have saving Sprite it with for you. the Sprite. <laughs> this is why you like Sprite so much. My dad got mad at me and he was like, well, you know, Good. some people don't want to see you do that because that's not normal. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Your dad telling you for what it is. <laughs> Nobody wants to see that. It's not normal. And that's a good dad right there. <laughs> that's a good dad right there. Uh, that's gross. Tell your son he's not normal. Such a good dad. <laughs> When I heard that, I thought of the, the movie last night with the black coffee. Oh, yeah, John Lee. <laughs> the joke. The other shoe has dropped. Bam! <laughs> Freaking John Mulaney, man. Are you still recording? Uh-huh, yeah. Oh, okay. So, um, any other weird food combinations for anybody? My dad does this dumb thing. Okay. Uh, you know how whenever you get an order of fries and you, like, get your ketchup, you put it on the side, right? Yeah. Like, to dip? Well, my dad, he, like, puts his ketchup on top of the fries. Like, mm-hmm. just on top of the fries, like, all over. And just, like, mashes them together. It's, like, <coughs> it's gross. Honestly. I used to I at... Honestly. Go ahead. Oh. I used to at school when, uh... Our breakfast was just uh, apple, uh, an apple, a cheese stick, and yogurt. I used to be like, or one time I was like, what, are, what do they expect us to do? Dip the cheese stick in yogurt? And then somebody was like, you won't. So I dipped the cheese stick in yogurt and ate it. 
And how was it? I thought it was pretty decent, <laughs> honestly. <laughs> I probably wouldn't eat it now, but it was decent then. Well, what are there weird food combinations y'all had in general that are not that bad? The pineapple. The pineapple. Explain. Poor Gustavo. Okay, picture this. What was it? Sophomore year, junior year? I think so. Junior year. Picture. Gustavo walks up to get seconds. We have had pineapple, and I don't know what the other thing. Like a burrito, I think. I think so. It was like a burrito with a side of pineapple, uh, some lettuce, and so we, he put ranch to dip his burrito in. And so he walked up, and uh, he walked up, and he wanted more pineapple. He just wanted more pineapple. And so he twists the plate to give them where the side closest to them is the spot that clearly had the pineapple. The lunch lady grabs the plate twists it around and puts the pineapple right where the ranch was and so Gustavo walks back and we don't know this has happened Gustavo just walks back sets the tray down sits down and just puts his head his head in his hands and it's just like I can't even and we're like Gustavo what happened and he was all the pineapple and we look and the pineapple is just Smothered in ranch, like mm. no piece of pineapple is unranched. And he's like, I even handed them the plate the right way and everything. That was so sad. <laughs> but remember when we had like enchiladas, I think, and the beans, and you put money on the beans too? Yeah, but that was normal. What? No. no. Honey on what? enchiladas? <laughs> Not the red nor green. That's just gross. No, honey on <laughs> beans. No, still. <laughs> I, I don't even like. They were like they were like pinto beans with like green chili in them and slices of bacon. Yes, it is. No, it's not. Okay, have you ever had sweet and spicy? Sweet and sour. Szechuan sauce. That's good. Okay, you know the little you know the little hot dog things. I brought to Jenna's party. The weenies? Yeah, the weenies that were covered in brown sugar. Oh, yeah, it's okay. that. Is it though? It is. Would you... S- <laughs> I guess. It makes sense. Kind of. I wouldn't do it, but it's, I get your point. <laughs> it makes the most sense out of any food combination we've said so far. What? My beans yeah, and honey. It does. I guess, yeah, fair. There were people who smothered their enchiladas in the honey. You can't yell at me for doing that to that just really my beans. That makes me want to puke. Yeah, that sounds gross. <laughs> like the sweet and like the saltiness, tastiness, greasy. To, to, no. Yeah, there's like a degree. <laughs> there's a degree of stuff. Yeah, I feel like I feel like the that's just not a good combination. Like right enchiladas. Huh? Bread and Powerade is better than that. No. Yes. No. Nobody, enchiladas? No. Nobody looks at I Powerade say. and is like, yum, 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 let me drip my bread in that. <laughs> <laughs> I did, so. I think, wait, what brought you to that? Yeah. I, so I was at McDonald's. It wasn't like any like house bread. It was like the McDonald's bun. 
and uh, even weirder. Of okay. A hamburger, <laughs> but an unused hamburger. An unused even hamburger. weirder. Even weirder. Yes. Oh, okay. Why? Wait. Why I did thought, you have just an unused bun? At McDonald's. Yeah, but so wait, wait, wait you did this at work? No, not this time. Last time. Not this recent time, but last time. No, I know, but like. Yeah, I did it at work. Nobody oh, was in. Nobody you was in said, <laughs> wait. You said you were a child. Yeah, no, I was a child. Oh, that's the sprite. That was yeah, the sprite the, thing. The sprite and the pizza. But I wanted to try something else oh. again. I wanted to try if bread would be okay with Powerade because the pizza crust is bread in a way. So I dipped it, ate it, and liked it. <laughs> I was, I, I'll admit that I would prefer that over the enchiladas and honey thing, but no. It's better than that. It's not better than my bread and honey. Or bread and honey is really good. Uh, beans and honey. Beans and honey. <laughs> what brought you to that? that? What brought you to that? I just had always. <laughs> I oh I think I saw, I think I saw somebody pouring it on their enchiladas, and they were like, "It's like a sweet and spicy combo." And so then, like, I ate the beans, and the beans were spicy, and I was like. Sweet and spicy combo, here we come. And so then I I put I tried like a little spoonful, I would just get a spoon and put some honey and then I would eat it and I was like, This is a good sweet and spicy combo. So then I would just pour some on my beans and eat them. <laughs> and I didn't think it was that weird and apparently everybody else thought it was like the weirdest thing. Definitely not as weird as bread and powerade, but <laughs> My older brother was the weirdest. He would put so much stuff together. And when we were little, we just weren't having it. <clears throat> He'd get a hot dog, right? Regular bun, regular weenie, all that, right? He'd put mayo, mustard, ketchup, barbecue, Valentina, and I don't know what else. Oh, lemon juice. On a hot dog? On a hot dog. One hot dog. The same hot dog. Wait, speaking of lemon juice on weird things, how were your eggs this morning, Alex? Oh, he said they were good. Yeah. Yeah, That was was really good. Lime juice on eggs. That's not anything unusual. That's something people actually do. Do they? Yeah. Are you sure? I'm going to be honest. I've never heard of that. Me neither. I know Tabascus. Tabasco. Tabascus. Good old (laughs) Tabascus sauce. (laughs) Yeah, man. Yeah. Tabasco sauce. <laughs> I know people do that in buffalo sauce, which I've done the buffalo sauce thing. It's pretty good. I love me some buffalo sauce. As a matter of fact, yeah, I still have the Franks in the thing. I just haven't used it yet. Anyways, you were saying lemon juice, hot dog. Gross. Yeah. I sometimes to make us try to eat it. Let's try it. I'm like, no. No, thank There's you. There's too much on that hot dog. I, I like know. breathing, thank you. <laughs> I like not throwing up, thank you. But then, I tried it, and it was not the best, but not the worst. Like, it didn't make you want to throw up, but yeah. it also didn't make you want to eat it again. Yeah. But then I also have, like, I don't know why, but I like it. It's like bread, peanut butter and jelly. Bologna, Valentina, another bologna, PB and J, and then another bread. And it's like sweet and spicy. 
We like, have a new contender. <laughs> <laughs> a new challenger has entered the arena. Because I taste the peanut butter and jelly, and like, mmm. And then I get that kick of Valentina, like, mmm. Have you tried peanut butter and honey? Ooh, I that's try that really good. Yeah, I want to try that. Have I you had that? Right that's uncrustable. The toast. Wait, do you have honey here? The Sonic toast. Do we have honey? I have a Sonic toaster, by the way, just for you listeners. <laughs> do we have honey? We do have honey. Do we? Yeah. You're supposed to say we do. I mean, we do. <laughs> do we? We do. We do. We do. We do. Or uh, peanut butter. Uh, honey and bananas. Yes. Elvis, the Elvis Presley special. Really? Yeah, that was his favorite sandwich. Huh. Oh uh, yeah, I remember. Yeah, I, I remember reading that. Sandwich. That's why everything, uh, everything like every ice cream thing that has bananas and peanut butter in it is called Elvis Presley something, or like Love Me Tender, which is an Elvis Presley song. <laughs> Um, no, I'm gonna do something. No, I'm asking. Bean, Have you ever seen the weird like hack where you make ramen, but you put like a little spoonful of peanut butter and some sriracha sauce in it? No. I tried it one time, but I put too much peanut butter, and then I put too much sriracha, and then I tried to like loosen up the peanut butter. Which, it was gross already, so I tried to be like, what could counteract peanut butter and sriracha? Syrup. So I put syrup in it. And it was so, I took one, I put it in my mouth and instantly almost threw up. And I was like, we're over this. We're over this so fast. And so I was done. And that was my run with Peanut butter, sriracha, syrup sauce on ramen. Alright. I went ahead and got myself a peanut butter and honey, honey sandwich. sandwich. Good stuff. Mm-hmm. I toasted this toast this morning, so it's kind of, not stale, but it's cold. <laughs> but regardless, I think it'll be alright. And... What are you doing? We'll see. He's probably doing, doing something. something gross. No, I saw he's using the peanut butter. Oh, I know what he's doing. What? He has a bowl of peanut butter. He mixed in honey with it, and now he's putting bananas in it. So honey, peanut butter, banana? Yeah. Spread? Or what? I guess no. so. I guess not. <laughs> Did you say bread or spread? Yes. Spread? Spread? Yeah. All right, let's try this bad boy out. Never mind, that bread's stale. <laughs> oh, yeah, because you left it up there forever. Mm-hmm. But besides stale bread, how you feeling? I can't really say anything right now because I have more bread than <laughs> substance. I need to take another bite. Have you ever done the... Have you ever done the... You mix the syrup and peanut butter together and you put it in crackers? That's a really good snack. Oh my god. You were not. No. I, yeah, I thought he was gonna pour the Sprite oh. into the bowl oh. too. Oh. <laughs> no. Stop peeing in the sink. 
can't believe you. Ew, Alex. Jeez. We're still recording. Yeah. Come on. Beep. Not anymore. <laughs> Not anymore. Why my butt wet? Because you peed in the sink. <laughs> I don't know. That's pretty good. I like that. Besides <laughs> the stale bread. Minus the stale bread. It's really good. I used to do that when I didn't like syrup. Syrup? Uh, didn't like... It's pronounced syrup? Syrup. <laughs> right? Uh, when I didn't like jelly. I used to just eat peanut butter sandwiches. And so to get my mom... Or my mom's effort to get me to stop no. eating... Don't do it, Alex. Do you know that's a good way to make ice cream? Like this? Is with bananas. You mash up bananas. Hmm. What is in that bowl? Please <laughs> describe to our audience. His eyebrows are making a certain shape. I don't think it's good. Peanut butter, honey, and bananas. But, um, it's kind of too thick. <laughs> <laughs> well, you have a liquid substance for Well, right that's there. the first time I've ever heard a man complain about something being too thick. <laughs> <laughs> Wagging that joke. Oh my god. Not even bad. It's not bad, it's just a lot. Put syrup in it. It loosens syrup. Oh. It loosens up the peanut butter. It's your food. Go for it if you want to. Just now I may throw up. I'm you might throw up. There's bananas and Sprite. Did you um, realize that combination? Ooh. No! <laughs> <laughs> Why? <laughs> oh, we <already> Sprite. <laughs> what? <laughs> he might throw up in a second. Because he ate bananas and then drank Sprite. Wait, if it's not coming up in a... No, it doesn't Why come up Why is that a thing? It comes, up, it comes up pretty fast. Oh, so you're fine. You can't drink... No, if you drink banana and Sprite, you will throw up. Man, that's like a legit thing. Like, way back in the old, good old YouTube days, that's what people did for a challenge. Challenge accepted. Yeah, they like... I'm gonna Michael Malloy the crap out of this thing. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone wanna try that? Nope. No Sprite got Anybody? Just eat it. You took one drink of Sprite. No, I don't want it. It's gross. It's thick. I thought you said it wasn't that bad. It wasn't, but it's Pour milk in it. Why would that, what would that do? Loosen up the up. syrup? No. Just pour like a dash of milk. <laughs> a dash of milk. <laughs> a wee bit of milk, as Malloy would say. Or Sprite. That's a liquid. Or just eat it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're just down it in one go, man. And then chug the sprite and see what happens. Pretty much. I have a fruit you take it. Oh, stop. Dude, stop. Jeez. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm just standing here, man. Just leave me alone. Just leave me alone and I need to do nothing. I don't do nothing. According to website prank.org, the challenge is to eat two bananas and then quickly drink a can of Sprite. Supposedly, it causes a chemical reaction in the person's stomach in which forces the banana and Sprite to cocktail evacuate. 
I don't like the term cocktail evacuate. <laughs> that sounds like it could go so wrong so many ways. That's a good idea. Someone gets mad or someone knocks the stuff up. Try that again. No. <laughs> Come on, I want Maybe to. Maybe I can't speak. Well, in my world. You can speak, you just can't think. <laughs> you just can't think. It's true. <laughs> okay. Am I right? I'm not going to say anything to that. <laughs> no comment. Okay, so that's it for this episode. Don't know how much of this last part I'm going to leave in. Don't <laughs> want people to throw up. I'm just kidding. Um, so, moral of the story. Um, if you're Michael Malloy, eat whatever you want. If you're any normal person, don't eat Sprite and bananas. Or Powerade and bread. Or Powerade and bread or whatever weird... Combination. Unless you like it. it. If you like it, you're fine. But if you like it and you have a weird combination, you can always tweet at the Odd, Odd Talks podcast. Let me know. Or just keep it to yourself because you know that's gross. Hey, animal. calm down, dear sir. I would Sorry. like to know. <laughs> yeah. I, and I will personally send each and every one of them to Nolan and force him to read them. Dude, we gotta try the challenge. What challenge? Banana and Sprite. No, thank uh, you. I don't even like bananas as it is. <laughs> okay. So, everyone say bye. 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 bye.